Welcome to the Goddess Diaries with your host, Dom Champagne. Come explore what it means to be a modern woman who dares to remember her sacred self. Hello there. You are listening to the Goddess Diaries Radio, your place to remember your sacred self. I'm your host, Dawn Champagne, and if you haven't already done so, I invite you to download your three free goddess gifts back at my blog when you sign up for my newsletter. You can think of it as your toolkit for unleashing your inner goddess and daring to remember your sacred self. You can find it back at www.thegoddessdiaries.org and I've also included the link for you to download it on here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you found this here at Facebook, of course, you can sign up there as well. I am super excited about today's show. Woohoo! Have a special guest, very <laughs> special guest on today. And you guys might know her as the author of the Wicked Garden series or you may have joined her in her popular online e-course, Psyche's Circle. Regardless, however you know her today, I am excited to bring her on the show to chat with this very creative soul about her journey as a writer and a wild woman. And she's actually here to share with us some really exciting news about some things on the horizon. So come on in and join us. Listen and let's let's just get into it. I, I don't think I have really many very many housekeeping things to do. So, Lenora Henson, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, Don. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Hi. How are you? Oh, I am great, and I'm so happy to have you here. And thank you for coming back. It's awesome, always awesome, and a treat. Yes. So, Lenora, I am super happy for you because earlier this week you announced on your blog that it was two years ago on Thursday that you published the first Wicked Garden book and since then you've published five books. <laughs> five I books have. in two years. <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> how yeah well I guess like all good pieces of art like I can't remember who said it, it was like Somebody said it was a lifetime in the making. <laughs> I'm sure mm-hmm. that this, these, you know, the series took longer than two years to put together. So, I'm just curious. Can you share with our with the listeners today how how did you first get the idea for this series? Sure. Uh, okay. So about five years ago is when this really all started, and it was in February, and oh, I was ready I- to. Oh, sure. Can I just stop you for just one moment? I feel like I need to explain to people, I'm sorry, I need to explain to people exactly what the Wicked Garden series is, first of all. Can you explain that to our listeners? Absolutely. Um, The Wicked Garden series is, it's a six-book fiction series. Five are out already, and it is about a family of red-headed witches. It's about... Um, it follows them uh, over the course of, oh, about six months, I guess. Um, but this prophecy has, has come up, and it's really following what has happened 
um, as this prophecy has been revealed. And it, it starts really in the 1600s, 1600 Scotland, mm-hmm. and it kind of follows um, this family from Oregon to Carbondale, Illinois, to South Central Illinois, and all these things that happened and um, it's, it's magical badassery is what I like to call it. But yes. It's, it's a very deep, intriguing story. It's about ancestral healing and um, it's about a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you touch on archetypal energies. You touch on transpersonal psychology. I mean, so many different things. Yes. It's a fabulous read for mm-hmm. adults, <laughs> not so much Definitely for children. For <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, okay, thank you for that. So, back to the original question. (laughs) How did you first get the Um, idea for this? Yeah, it was, it's been in the works for five years. And I really, I was ready to start on a a serious writing project because I finally got my act together and I was writing again after like a 10-year hiatus. And doing, I did a meditation. And what I did was I basically asked Source, how may I serve? You know, what should my next project be? And I listened. And when I came out of my meditation, um, there was this redheaded witch, and her name was Gretchel, and, you know, with Scottish heritage. And so that is how it started. And I worked on it very heavily, you know, hot and heavy for eight months. And I really had the bones of the first several books put together in that eight months and then I took some time off because I had a lot of things going on in my life but then I I did get back to it uh, about maybe two and a half years ago I guess Um, but but that's how it started it started with the meditation it started with asking (laughs) oh wow that's so cool yeah so then so okay so you got the idea through Mm -hmm. kind of divinely inspired so when you were working on your book then that 8 month period did you how did you flesh out your ideas from there do you are you a free form kind of writer and just follow the idea and see where it takes you or do you are you kind of like a do you need an outline the structure of an outline okay in the beginning in those first 8 months i had it was so wonderful because i really had no expectations for it and so it was purely news-driven, and, you know, it was, mm. I see it as one of the best times of my life. I, I, there were times when I almost felt high off of it. I mean, oh, it's wow. Just, it was just such a weird sensation, but it was very free-flowing. Um, I did do a lot of research. Um, some, of the, when, some of it wasn't even as necessary as I thought it was, and I think that kind of holds people back sometimes. They think they've got to have every detail right. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, I do have timelines that I follow. Uh, as far as outlines, I, I try to do outlines, but I, I am such a structured person. Uh, and the older I get, the less structured I am, I guess. But as far as my writing, I start with an outline, and then it just kind of, I, I just get into the story, and it just kind of goes on the wayside. I'm very free-flowing and... Um, the ideas are so ingrained in my head, I think. It's just, it's a weird process for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't do word counts either. I, I hear people do word counts all the time, and, and I really don't do that so much until the end. It's, it's very, 
it's very free for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which is a good thing because it's a balance for me because I am such a structured person. So maybe that's the labor in me. <laughs> Yeah, me. Yeah, well, I just think it's fascinating to hear different writers um, and how they work, you know, and what's your mm-hmm. method. It may not always be the same for everybody, and I think that right. a lot of people want to hear that also. You know, like mm-hmm. we get to read your stories, and you know, the, we get to see the beautiful packaging and the and the you know the delicious juicy story that it is, and we don't get to hear or see all of the what into the what went into the backside, you know, <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And I think everybody, I think writers should definitely work on their own form and not worry about what everybody else is saying because you will never get anything done that way and it will hold you back. So just do it with that expectation first because that's the fun part. And then start getting into the, the structure part of it. Excellent advice. Actually, mm-hmm. I love that. So what is your greatest challenge as a, I like to call you a writerpreneur? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, gosh, knowing what my time is worth, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in enough revenue to validate the time that I spend or spend, Ooh. you know, on, on working. Yeah, yeah. And for me, um you know, it was one thing when I was alone and and I could work all day or, um, gosh, how do I say that? But now that I, I'm married again and I, I can't work all day like I used to, too. So balancing my time and um, training the muse. Training the muse is, is a challenge as well. <laughs> You gotta let. You don't want to chase her away, but you gotta let her know when when it's okay for her to show up. I guess, and and she doesn't always listen, but <laughs> right. <laughs> well, what's your greatest reward as a writerpreneur so far? Oh, great question. My greatest reward. I love hearing from fans. I love getting fan mail and and posts on Facebook and messages and in emails of people telling me. Uh, their personal experiences with the book or how Psyche mm-hmm. Circle has has um, helped them and changed their life. Mm-hmm. That just drives me to keep going. I'm like, okay, I'm on purpose. This is all for the you know, all for the right reason. I am this divine messenger and this psychopomp and and this is all meant to be. When I when I get that feedback, it really it, that's a reward for me. It drives me forward because I know I'm I'm helping. I'm serving. Right. So. Definitely. That's beautiful. You heard her, folks. Um, if you've read any of the books in the Wicked Garden series, let her know. <laughs> Post it on Facebook. Yeah. Send her an email. Let her know how what how you've enjoyed the stories. Um, I know for me personally, I've I've really recognized some personal. Um, there's some personal recognition in these stories. I, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of women might actually recognize parts and pieces of themselves in these tales as well, because you really touch on deep topics that I think touch mm-hmm. or impact women of all walks of life, at least in our culture. You deal with right. sexual shame. You deal with, um, mm-hmm. you know, wild woman archetype issues (laughs) 
and mm-hmm. and that injured sure. instinct and all of those things that you know women get to a certain age not every woman but a lot of women will get to a certain age and go what the hell is going on you know why can't i seem to make better choices or blah 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 you know whatever the case may be and you deal with all of those issues in these books that in in such a fluid way it's it's just really Mm -hmm. beautiful and I have to say personally, I I thank you for the service that you are providing because I think that you are providing not only um, a veil of shame, but also a platform mm-hmm. for us to talk about it. And I I just think that is a huge service to so many. Thank so you. thank you for that. <clears throat> and thank you. <sighs> okay, so off my soapbox. <laughs> But in the same well, way, and, and that's the feedback that I get a lot of times from from women is um, they relate so much, and and they're able to talk about things now that they couldn't talk about before. But you know, seeing it and seeing how Gretchel handles herself, um, mm-hmm. Gretchel is the main character in the book. Seeing how Gretchel handles herself, um, you know, they can relate, and being able yeah. to relate is such a huge thing for women. We need to be able to relate. We need to know that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and yeah, that's huge. <laughs> it is huge. And I and I think that, um, so going back to Gretchel, your character, mm-hmm. you know, how you have taken mythology and have made it modern through these stories, you know, using those mm-hmm. archetypal um using the archetypes to, uh, I guess, build up your characters or build out your characters has really, Mm -hmm. um, to me, it feels like, you know, probably a lot of people are recognizing parts and pieces of themselves because these are ancient patterns. You know, these are things that have um, been part of our psyche for eons, you know, probably since the beginning of time. So mm-hmm. you have these fabulous characters in here, you know, Diana, who um, is Gretchel's mother-in-law, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. who is a psychotherapist and is helping her, to, Gretchel, the main character, to tell mm-hmm. her story. <laughs> and um, you have Graham Duncan, who's, uh, you know, kind of a pan-archetype <laughs> character. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, of course, Eli. Oh, beautiful Eli. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, all of these, all of these, her, you know, Eli, her, the, yeah, just gorgeous. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you have all of these fabulous characters that you have infused and injected a little bit of archetypal energy into. And so mm-hmm. your main character, Gretchel, um, throughout the series, we've, we've been told that she's an Aphrodite archetype. <laughs> And I want to I want to read something from the latest book that you wrote. It's uh, book mm-hmm. five, The Nightmare, and this is um, from a scene where Diana is becoming increasingly frustrated with Gretchel, and as Gretchel continues to tell her story, and her story is a hard one to tell. I mean, she deals with a lot of shame, of bad choices, of of victim. I mean, she really is a victim in certain Mm -hmm. cases, but Diana is getting frustrated with her not being able to rise above that mentality. And, and uh, anyway, so this scene 
is taken from The Nightmare. And let's see, where are we here? So Gretchel says, I thought I was Aphrodite. And Diana, okay, so, ha, Diana spewed. My dear, Aphrodite is a goddess of substance and character. She is autonomous, creative, sensual, and life-giving. She's a goddess of divine self-care. And you, my dear, know nothing about. Hmm. She goes on to say, (laughs) self-care isn't just about using aromatherapy, posting an empowering quote to your mirror, or buying flowers for yourself because you're worth it, she says in a facetious manner. Self-care is taking responsibility for your behavior and holding yourself accountable for your energy and actions. It's taking care of yourself instead of expecting everyone else to do it for you. Dot, dot, dot. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that passage. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Lenora, can you explain to us then why Gretchel is the Aphrodite archetype? in this series? Um, that it's, it's kind of a, a paradox, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. She is sensual. She is sensual and she's, um, and she's actually very creative. I mean, she's an artist, uh, a painter. Um, and she has all of these attributes, but she's not tapping into them. And that's why Diana is so frustrated with her because she, it's all there, and and she's beautiful to boot, and she's, you know, she's just Jessica Rabbit, but mm-hmm. she's not tapping into it. So, and that's why she's so frustrated with her. And writing that writing that segment, I, I'm just laughing now because I was both people in that. I was Diana and Gretchel at that time. You know, I'm mm-hmm. if that makes any sense because I, I'm kind of preaching this to myself. And I think we all kind of have to do that sometimes. Self-care is so important. And we we slip into this victimhood so easily. You know, we, we can do it ten times a day. And you'll have to pull ourselves back out of it. So um, she is an Aphrodite. She is very much sexual and sensual. Um, she is Aphrodite, but she's not reaching her full potential. And that's mm-hmm. why the, Diana is trying to pull that out of her. Mhm. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. And I love what you just said about that. You were both Diana and Gretchel. And mm-hmm. I've heard writers say that before about their characters, you know, like these are these are um fractals of yourself or facets of yourself. So mm-hmm. do you do that then? Do you have these conversations with yourself and then write about them? <laughs> Because you've mentioned, I guess the reason why I ask that is because you've mentioned in the past that this is not your personal story, and and people have asked you if it was autobiographical. Mm-hmm. So anyway, how do you, how do you explain that? Um, it is not autobiographical, but there there is a part of me in each character. I will say that there is a part of me yeah. in, in each character, and and maybe that's why I can write them so vividly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it. Um, each one of them is really a muse to me. Mm, and, okay. Uh, they kind of, 
they kind of tell their own story, so to speak. I mean, Gretchen is my muse for the whole project. I have different muses for different projects, but she is she is the muse for this whole one, and I and I relate to her so much because I I've been that I've been that victim, and so really, uh, I mean, I've been that. I've associated with the victim, I, su- I suppose is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. But this has been a healing process for me, writing this book, too. It's helped me grow. It's helped me step into my own self-care um, and really taking charge of, of my own manifestation of what I'm putting out there in the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So I have a couple of questions for you then to bounce off of that. And first of all, I want to sure. keep keep on this idea of Aphrodite. Do you personally resonate with Aphrodite? I do. I do very much so. And but I also resonate with Psyche very much. And Psyche was Aphrodite's daughter-in-law. And so sometimes I feel like I am Aphrodite, especially when I'm incredibly creative. And then sometimes I feel like I'm psyche and Aphrodite is teaching me. So it's kind of that uh it's kind of that Diana Gretzel paradox again <laughs> or um mm-hmm. relationship again. But I I do very much um feel an Aphrodite type. Yes. <laughs> and that's something to be proud of, I think. I don't think it's anything to be ashamed oh, of. I think yeah. it is too. And from the yeah. outside looking in, absolutely, yeah. Mhm. I didn't yeah, cut you think, off. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I think that sometimes that, and when we've talked about this before, that Aphrodite ha- has a bad rap, and we all, we all know that you know she, in Greek mythology, she's kind of a sexual deviant. But she was so many. She was so much more than that. And I, I think I'm trying to show what else she is, and and by showing that, it kind of releases that sexual shame that that so many women have. I mean, it, because along with that sexuality, there's also mass amounts of creativity too. And so uh, it, it's just an interesting topic in general. It's fascinating, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I see it um, also, I just want to tack this on to the end of that. You know, um, for those who've been following my personal journey with yoni eggs <laughs> that I've been blogging about and and talking about mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, I'm really it's it's fascinating to me to discover that connection of creativity because you as as an energist you know this you know like intellectually like the sacral chakra is associated with creativity you know but once you mm-hmm. really um, once you really dive into that you start to see the connection, I mean, like right in front of you, and it's part of your experience. And I feel like Aphrodite, um, the way that you are explaining her in that way, you know, she is more than just sexuality. It is so true, it, it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things, like I imagine you probably, when you dove into writing this book, you didn't know that you would be here talking about that today. <laughs> you know, you just had this idea of who she was. And now all of a sudden, you know, on a deeper level, oh, it's so much more than that. And oh yeah. so I guess to say, I, I guess what I'm saying is that I can totally relate with that. It's like something that um, we can talk about all day long. But once, oh yeah, you, you know, you just don't know it until you actually get into it and actually experience it. So 
Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I, I will say also that when I first started during that eight months when I was so driven, um, mm-hmm. when I first started writing the series, it felt like Aphrodite. I was embodying her. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like I, I was her. It was, it was just, and that's that high that I got. It was just amazing. I never felt anything like that before. And it was, it was, it's just crazy amazing. That's awesome. So, yeah. That is so fascinating. <laughs> Talk about yeah, invoking the yeah, goddess. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Very sure. cool. So do you mm-hmm. feel like, um, because I think from our previous and private conversations, I feel like the sense that you've always been a creative type, uh, even as a child. Um, mm-hmm. So do you feel like Aphrodite has probably been with you all this time or is she something that you recently tapped in when you started the series? You know, I think maybe she has been with me all the time. I think you you recognize parts of her more and more as you mature. I think it's and it's all about recognition and maturity, for me anyway. Um, I've been a creative all my life. I've been a writer since I think I've read somewhere of notes that I've had in journals that I started writing maybe when I was like in first grade. Mm-hmm. And then in second grade, I decided that's what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> of course, it took me a while to actually do it for a living, but um, but you always but, knew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always knew. Yeah, I always knew. I, that's not always what I did. I was in journalism for many years in graphic design. Um, because journalism is a form of writing. I mean, it yeah. is, and I didn't enjoy it all that much. But but it was you know you get paid to do you know to mm-hmm. to write basically, but uh, back then there wasn't this thing called indie publishing. and Well, there was, but it was very, very expensive to do it. And so mm. it, it all happened the way it should have. And when I really came into my own was when Amazon really blew up with this uh, indie publishing. And so it, it was just all divine timing. And so, yeah, just kind of had to, to wait it out. <laughs> just didn't know Right, right. <laughs> No, that sounds sure. so perfect, how everything just yeah. unfolds in perfect timing. No <laughs> Here you are, yeah. getting your training in first grade and deciding in second grade to become a writer, and you didn't realize you were in training the whole time. So there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because I was, I was telling you about this journal that I found. I actually found it the other day, and one of the first words that I remember writing is realize. Isn't that yeah. crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny. It was so awesome. And so, okay, so you've you've always been a writer. What have you always journaled then? Is is that do you refer back to your journals for inspiration or um I have, but I burnt most of my journals. Yeah. I burnt them well oh. about 5 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I don't Why? journal as much as I used to, but uh, you know, I had a rough 17 years, and I didn't really want to remember it all. So gotcha. <laughs> I processed it, and I was done with it. So, yeah. So I, that's actually interesting. I want to ask about that because um, so part of my practice in coaching is using um, narrative coaching technique, which, you know, people basically uh, tell your story um, and see yourself as the empowered person in your story so that you can move beyond it. And so – I wonder, that just fascinates me because I wonder, did you arrive at that notion on your own that you had to burn your journals or, I mean, what happened? 
if you don't mind oh, yeah. my asking. It, it was, no, not at all. In fact, it was one of the most empowering days. I, I remember I was just done with it. I, I, was, I was done being a victim because I felt like, mm-hmm. I felt like those journals held so much victim energy. And I was done with it, and I burned them, and it was—it just—it felt very freeing that day to to do that. So I mean, I I bless that that girl and that young woman um, for everything that she went through, and and it wasn't to disrespect what she went through, but oh no, no, it, it was time to transcend, and so I did. Yeah, it was very much a phoenix experience. I, I became mm-hmm. a phoenix spirit. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, so and. As Gretchen is in the book too, <laughs> right? And I love mm-hmm. that because I mean, it, it's like this. Um, okay, so this is not your autobiography, but there are so many pieces that I see woven from your story, woven into the structure of of this story, which is oh, yeah. that Phoenix spirit, the rising, the transpersonal mm-hmm. psychology, the um, you know, rising out of that victimhood mentality it's just so fascinating to me and i just i i love it because um it's like it's an it's an embodied experience i guess I, I, well wait that's not the word that i want to use it's like you have taken those facets of yourself and you have put them all in and channeled them all into this fabulous product the fictional, <laughs> story. <laughs> the, the, the fictional story yes and yeah. And now, what I also like about what you just said is that you don't journal anymore because what I see from the outside looking in is that you actually, you live it. Like, like you don't have oh, to journal yeah. or diary because you, you do it. <laughs> you know, that's your experience. That's, but yeah, you're rewriting I, your I, story. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. I'm rewriting my story, and I, I don't journal very much. Every now and again, I'll just need to get some stuff out. But I do. I live it. And it's. Yeah, that was pretty profound. <laughs> it is profound. It's like it's like yeah. that turning point of you know looking back and yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. just leave it at and, that. And that's... the writing of the the writing of the series is actual actually kind of therapy for me. Even though it's not my story, a lot of my story is in there, and I I will never tell people what parts. I mean, some of them people mm-hmm. can guess, but uh, yeah, yeah. Part of it that is my journaling. So. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Okay, so I'm going to segue back out of of this. This that was beautiful, but I want to get into um, talking a little bit about self care and that Aphrodite energy, and because you've got some exciting things coming up, which I believe were probably inspired by Aphrodite herself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about this. What first of all, what tools? Well, no, let's not even talk mm-hmm. about the tools. Let's just talk about what's coming up on your horizon. What oh, you sure. got going on? Yeah, I have, yeah, right now I have Camp Wildflower, which is a presentation of Psyche Circle. It is just, a, it's a, it is a spring, summer e-course. It's going to happen in May, June, July, August, um, four different modules. You can participate in one or all of them, one, two, or whatever. Um, it is very much about self-care. It's poetic self-care. It is about laughter. It is about attraction. Um, and it's about aesthetics and beauty. And, um, oh, I'm just so excited about it, Dawn. <laughs> I just can't even, I am too. can't even tell you how excited I'm about. 
um, you know, and I'm a very aesthetic person. I love things that are beautiful. I love people that are beautiful. You can tell, you know, just the look in their eyes, that sparkle um, when they're beautiful. And I'm a sucker for symmetry. And so we're going to talk a lot about symmetry, too, in this. And it's really, um, it is a course. You're going to learn stuff in it, but it's very, as opposed to the other Psyche Circle uh, modules that I've done, this one's a little more relaxed, and this one's focused on relaxation and resting and revitalizing. Um, Because as creative women, we often work so hard. This is my experience. I've worked so hard that I'm kind of driving myself mad, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, driving myself a little crazy. And, and that's, you know, figurative and, I mean, it's really happening. So we have to self-care. We have to take time to revitalize. And what it does is this poeticness that actually, you know, seems a little uh, soft and, and gentle and not pragmatic, it actually grounds us and brings us back to that pragmaticness and we can and then we can be creative again if that makes any sense it's a cycle mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have to do it to re, to regenerate regenerate and so that's what i need to do and I, I really did it from a place of desperation i had to do it for myself and then mm-hmm. when aphrodite when we started working with this i'm like i have to share this uh, this has mm-hmm. to be a course so that's what it is <laughs> And it's happening this summer is, you know, I've I've been in um, Psyche Circle, and I know that you've uh, posted a few questions in your private online Facebook group um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, like questions like, um, what's your favorite flower? And it was fascinating Mm -hmm. to me to... um, read some of the responses that that the women were posting like I came to the conclusion that I just don't like orchids because they're divas and <laughs> require too much maintenance they're high maintenance flowers you know and and it was funny because I actually I was I was dealing with an orchid at the time that you asked that and I couldn't you know it was just like this revelation of oh my god I am dealing with a diva here that's why anyway it was fun to be able to yes. explore self through that question and so I have a sense that your camp wildflower is going to be a lot like that like can you give us a sense of um like you know you said it's it's all about creativity so how is this going to um is is there any anything that you can give us a sense about mm-hmm. how we can get back in touch with our creativity through camp wildflower Hi. Yeah, I think it's I have a I have a lot of prompts that is really going to get us out there doing things um that are we're gonna be seeing things in a new way, I guess, from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so that really kinda of opens the door to creativity, doing things that we haven't done before and finding that it can be pleasurable. Um you know, going past our comfort zones to go go downtown for a night or, um, you know, to drive drive across town so you can watch the sun go down. Um, mm-hmm. Go actually take so a blanket and, and lay outside and watch the stars. I mean, we all think that's beautiful on Pinterest and we, and we see everybody else living these pretty lives, but we're not doing it ourselves. 
why aren't we doing it ourselves? Well, if you need a prompt, I'm going to give you those prompts. <laughs> awesome. And I'm going to hold you accountable, too. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so let me ask you this. Um, I know that you kind mm-hmm. of alluded to it in just now in uh, the lead-up to Camp Wildflower, but why do you think relaxation is so crucial to that creative process? Um, well, it goes back to that you you go mad if you work too much. You go mad if if the muse is if you embody the muse for too long, I think you're gonna go mad. You have to take a break from the creative muse uh in order to to appreciate her maybe. Um, you know, I'm really exploring this myself right now because like I said, I've been I've I've published five books in two years, so <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. really discovering this and the answer to that myself, and I'm looking forward to. I'm, I put my muse on. She's got a pretty heavy boundary right now. She's really not allowed to give me too much information on book six. Uh, every now and again, I'll get woken up by one of my characters that I know that if I start obsessing about it, that I will start writing again, and I need a break. Yeah. I need time off so that when I get to book six. It, it's going to be epic. I'm going to have that energy to really move forward with it from a place of really good, authentic creativity. And not, it won't be forced. It won't be forced. Um, I'm asking for direction by, by relaxing. I'm stepping into the that river. so cool. And uh, I'm, letting it, I'm going to let it guide me. So... I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just, I have my eyes closed and I'm watching that vision as it happens, you know, that flow, <laughs> that free flow. That's yeah. awesome. We all have a very hard time letting ourselves flow. We try to force everything and we want to do everything. Um, but we don't want to take the time that it takes to to relax a little bit. And and that's what this course is all about. It's It's about stop thinking about all this shit that I'm sorry the shit that you need to be doing and just take care of yourself relaxation is a part of self-care and most of us are not doing it most of us are this martyr this victim when I have to do everything it's this codependent shit that I am so sick of hearing about you know and Mm -hmm. I and I've dealt with a lot of this over my lifetime in, in my family and of origin and you know it's something that I'm trying to break free of and I'm uh, I'm welcoming everybody to come along for the journey if they want to break mm. free from this too. <laughs> Sign me up. We don't have to do everything. <laughs> that is so true. And I think, you know, that's so funny because I was just telling you that the other day about my office job about how I'm getting ready to go on vacation next week and I'm stressed because you know I'm not even there yet and I'm stressed out about it because nobody else knows how to do my job and what does Lenora (laughs) say Lenora says you don't have to they they will figure it out (laughs) you're like you're right Yeah. Thank you. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. People, if they want something done, they will find a way to get it done. Yeah. You know, if you're hungry, you're going to find food. <laughs> yep. It is so, so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so how how can people sign up for Camp Wildflower? I, I will have a link um, from here to 
to that. But if, you know, if they're not listening, how, how, where can we find you? Okay. I am at LenoraHenson.com. And at LenoraHenson.com, you can go to Psyche Circle tab. And Camp Wildflower, all the information is under there. And there's a little video that kind of gives you a little bit more information about it. And Aphrodite is actually going to be our guide for Camp Wildflower. So it's good that we are talking about her today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She's so amazing. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so we got just a few minutes left here and I just wanted to ask one last thing and you've probably already touched on most of this throughout the interview here, but what Mm -hmm. I see, you are such a creative person. You are, you're not just a writer. (laughs) You are talented in so many different ways. So what I see is this, you, you've written your books, you edited your books, you photographed all of the photography for the cover art um, everything that you do online, your social media stuff, you photographed all those images. You designed and published your book yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. all in two years' time. All the while, you create and launch awesome e-courses, and you are the queen of your household. You you are in the process of moving right now, and I've seen on <laughs> social media you've, you've been painting and decorating and creating this cozy atmosphere for yourself, your family. Lenora, you make it all look super easy. <sighs> so <laughs> what advice can you give to our listeners, women who might be struggling to keep it all together? Um, what final piece of advice can you give to those of us wishing to pursue that creative path or the, the writerpreneur path or whatever that looks like for them, that creative path? Um, and in a nutshell, Ask for direction. Ask, ask your higher power, your source, or your muse, or whoever it is, ask and you shall receive. She will show you the way. She'll show you the way to the river. <laughs> and then when you get to the river, you just got to let go. <laughs> go with the current. <laughs> oh, that's Don't awesome. force it. <laughs> ask and then listen. That is so awesome. <laughs> Okay, cool. (laughs) It has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I am just so honored to have you back again. Always a joy. And so when you have, um, yeah, so listeners, if you want to get Lenora's, um, sign up for Lenora's Camp Wildflower, go to her website, lenorahenson.com. If you want to check out her books, purchase a copy. You have digital and physical books available on your website as well at lenorahenson.com. Highly recommend both. (laughs) Do it all. So thank you for, for coming on today, Lenora. And until next time. Sure. Thanks for having me, Don. You're welcome. So talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. See you in the circle. (laughs) Yep. Bye.